and a resounding good afternoon, peace and grace to all on this beautiful Saturday, November 26, 2022. It's absolutely gorgeous outside. Uh, considering that it's the middle of November, the end of November, we're about to go into December, you have to agree, it's a really nice day. Uh, at last check on my cellular device, I was coming up at 57 degrees here uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, Delaware, 57 degrees. Absolutely gorgeous. We give thanks and praise for that. I pray that all are well today. How are you doing? How are you feeling? The sunshine definitely has to make you feel better uh, and not so gloomy as the rain sometimes has a way of just messing with our emotions. So I do pray that you're well today. Peace and grace, world. Peace and grace. You're now listening to Rochelle Wilson here at WHGE 95.3 FM. Your one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information, radio personality, and journalism station in the state of Delaware. We are the first Black-owned and Black-operated, and thus to date, we are the only. Give thanks and praise. So show some love, re respect, and some honor that we are recreating the independence of Black radio. I'm Rochelle Wilson here to join you for Make Some Intelligent Noise, the Justice Movement. I'm absolutely delighted to once again be in your presence, and I ask that you hang out and let's talk a little bit as we move forward. Uh, I'm not going to hold a lot of your time, but I definitely want to make sure that we're all on the same page that today, Saturday, November 26, 2022, is Support Small Businesses Day. That's what today is. So please, let's visit our mom and pop stores uh, and businesses, merchandisers, and let's support them. Even if we just buy a little teeny something, right? Uh, the, the respect of knowing that these American lands were built up to big multi-billion dollar corporations, but they started as mom and pop businesses. And if it's not for the support of the community in which they are, they would never have made it. So let's show some love and support to our mom and pop businesses. And of course, I'm going to just inject in there, uh, show some love to our brown and black owned businesses here in the city of Wilmington, the state of Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Baltimore, and the list goes on all across America. Let's show some love and support to our black owned businesses today. All right. It's so important uh, because black and brown owned businesses, like every business, has to go through a process. And sometimes for brown owners, uh, merchandisers, there's just that extra hurdle that has to be crossed. So it can be a tough time uh, getting that business up and started, especially in the first two years. So, you know, I always, always want to see businesses, good, healthy, strong business prosper. I would love to see that happen. 
I'm a business owner myself, all right? So we want to show love and support to Black-owned businesses, and that is for us today here at WHGE 95.3. We are your, the city, the community. We belong to you. We are your information and advocacy and education station in the city of Wilmington for our black, brown, and golden communities. And uh, so we say thank you to Mr. Harmon Carey for your initiative and your determination to get this radio station up and running. And you can always find us on the web. We're, of course, we're on the web. We have a website. You can go there and check out any of the journalists that you've missed. You can go back and take another peek, uh, another listen, a full listen to their reports. If you go to WHGE uh, 95.3 FM uh, com. All right. So just pull it up on your Google and it will tell you exactly how to find us. And we appreciate your love and your support. We need that, uh, particularly in a day and a time where black and brown and golden businesses are coming up. We're reinventing, recreating uh, the Black Wall Street in many parts of America. We need your support. Black radio is imperative because that's what spreads the news. All right. That's what gets the information out and gets the buzz going. If any of the information that you hear at WHGE calls you into question, what is being said, then we've, we've still done our job because we've got you thinking about some things and now you can do the research on your own, which makes you a stronger, independent, and intelligent thinker. So uh, we're doing our job here and Black Radio. Thank you so much. We so appreciate you for being here. So remember today is Small Business Day. Uh, support your small and local businesses, mom and pop, business. And then of course, Tuesday, Tuesday, uh, November 29th is give, donate and share day all across the world. It is the global day where we give, we share, we connect, we donate, uh, you know, wh whatever it is that you can give to help another human being to be a better version of themselves. This is what we're asking you to do, whether it's clothing, uh, perhaps it's financial support. Uh, if someone is struggling and you know they need a little something, hey, kick them 10, 15, 20 dollars, whatever you can give, give. Tuesday, uh, November 29th, 2022, give, share, donate to other human beings. Make the connection. You never know. You might make a new friend. It's always possible, right? Uh, but you never know. Your donation, however small, however large, could actually be the, the threshold, on the threshold of what saves someone else's life. You just don't know. Uh, uh, that, that $20 that you donate could be gas in the vehicle to get to the job interview, to get the job, to feed their family. Uh, 
So let's think of it in the broader perspective on Tuesday. And you don't have to wait for Tuesday. It's just Tuesday is the global day to do it. Uh, but you can give every day and any day. I've certainly been doing it for the last two weeks. Uh, cleaned out my closets. Oh my goodness. The clothing, uh, the trinkets, the jewelry, the, the, the fragrances, things that I'm no longer using. Uh, perhaps they just, you know, my style has changed over the years and things I may have worn once or twice. Uh, I'm not so interested in wearing it anymore. Not to mention during the COVID shenanigan, I must have put on at least a good 10 pounds. All right. At least a good 10 pounds. I'm still struggling, fighting to get that off of me. Okay. So give away, you know, I've been packing up clothing and shoes and just all sorts of household items, anything that might potentially bless another family. Uh, I, I'm really pro and big on giving to women's battered shelters or places where women uh, have had a challenge and they're trying to get out of it. They're turning over the leaf. They're making a new life for themselves. Those are the people that I personally have been attempting to give as much as I can. You never know. One of my dresses that I'm no longer interested in wearing could be the perfect outfit or the perfect suit for a young lady to go on a job interview or perhaps uh, even a date and meet someone really special, make a new friend, right? So Tuesday, give, share, connect, donate, uh, make a new friend, find people uh, that you can give to that makes the world we live in just a little bit better for all of us. All right. I so appreciate you. I am Rochelle Wilson, uh, advocate, mother, journalist, radio personality, uh, and, and of course, comrade to many, many organizations that also believe in what I believe in. And so, you know, I do whatever I'm able to do to support those organizations, to see them move forward, because it's people who are boots on ground and they are working to be the change that they want to see. Right. So I'm, I'm a part of that. I love doing that. It feels good. There is no financial compensation for uh, those things that I do. I do it from the bottom, the depths, the basement of my heart, right? Uh, unto the balconies of my mind, I give thanks and I give praise that I'm able to do whatever I can do to help organizations uh, where we believe in the same justice, equal justice under the law for all. So thanks and praise for that. Um, wanted to share with you, I'm absolutely delighted uh, to say that it's in Congress. If I'm not mistaken, if I've got my information correct, and you're always welcome to qualify it uh, and check me out, but it's in Congress. Daylight Savings Time is under review to be uh, discontinued. Thank you, hallelujah, to anything, anyone out there who is supporting that. I absolutely support uh, putting the clocks and the time back to its original place, wherever that was. It's been so long, uh, spring forward, 
fall back uh, the generations it's been happening. I'm not even sure where is the right time. Is it actually 12 o'clock or is it actually 1 o'clock? Is it 2 o'clock? I have no idea, right? But Congress, the Senate, has passed it. It is now going to the House. And then, of course, it's got to go to Biden, uh, President Joe Biden, to sign off that the time change will stop because it is causing serious health concerns uh, to the human body, the human psyche. It is literally throwing off the balance, the equilibrium of the human being, even in our walking and our ability to stay balanced as we walk. Uh, you know, just changing the time again, I'm going to say it. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. Uh, you know, God made time, then God made man, then man usurped God's power and God changed time. So, you know, I, I just find it almost hilarious. But finally, I think that uh, we're getting back into right position if we will support this and reach out to our, uh, you know, House representatives on a state congressional level so that we can support the, the just stop this daylight savings time. Stop. Let nature be nature. Let the human body fall into play, into rhythm, into the natural rhythm of nature, right? Let seven o'clock be seven o'clock and let, uh, you know, eight be eight and nine be nine. Let time be natural and let our human bodies just work with that and adjust to that. Because when you change the time twice, twice in a year, you are throwing off the balance of the human psyche. Our minds, our emotions, our sleeping uh, patterns are off. And you know, if you don't get a good night's sleep, if you have problems sleeping, that can throw everything off and really turn you upside down. Upsy dopsy doodle, doodle daisy, right? So you don't want that. So please let's support uh, let's write, let's send letters, emails, make phone calls, whatever we need to do to let our highest levels of congressional senators as well as House representatives know we want the daylight saving time as we know it that changes twice a year. We want that to discontinue, cease, stop, quit, no more, the end. Okay, so I'm putting that out there to you, and I certainly hope that we can all agree that that is a good idea to stop that uh, and let us be who we are. So I, I really did not do any research personally. I didn't sit down with uh, books and pencil and ink pen and paper and do the research, but what I did do was I spoke with the elders for Thanksgiving dinner, you know, family day. We sat around the elder women and myself, and I love listening to my elders. Oh my God, what a wealth of information, just wisdom. They just pour wisdom out of their mouths, right? And I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I have some really amazing elder women in my family. And so for family day, uh, November 24th, family day, I sat around the table with my elders, the elder women, and we talked about daylight savings time. Uh, and as far back as the oldest could remember, 
daylight savings time, <clears throat> you know, was not even a part of the farmer's almanac. Farmers did not use it. And, and you know, in her day, she's 86. And she grew up on a farm in Florida with, with cows and pigs and slop the hogs and feed the chickens and that whole, all of that country stuff, right? She came up on a farm doing that. And they always went by nature. When the rooster crowed, it was time to get up, get started and do whatever was to be done for that day. It had nothing to do with whether you change the timing, the clock, five or six. The rooster just continued to crow or roost or whatever roosters do, make noises, cockadoodle do, right? At the same time every day. And this is where, this is the timing that they grew up on by the rooster's cockadoodle do. I found that fascinating information. Maybe to you it's, it's just boring uh, or not fascinating, but I found it to be fascinating. These people live their lives every single day based on natural roosters cock-a-doodle-doodling. <laughs> what is a rooster crow or sing or chat? I don't know what they do. Whatever it is that roosters do at four o'clock in the morning, right? This is what these women grew up on in the farm. It wasn't until they did uh, migrate to the north that the daylight savings time and all of that used to have an effect on them and still to this day has an effect on them. But, but the elder of all of the women at the table still go by natural time. And she says, that's one of the reasons that she is so healthy. Ladies and gentlemen, she's 86 years old. And, uh, if, if she were interested in the martial sciences, karate, she could still do karate at 86 years old. That's how healthy this woman actually is. And she works off of natural time and all things natural. I love it. I'm going to follow her because 86 seems like a really good age to start taking up karate. All right. So I'm going to go with her. And I just appreciate the knowledge and the wisdom that we can acquire from our elders if we will shut up and just listen, right? That's all it takes is just close your one mouth and open your two ears and listen and absorb, absorb the knowledge and the wisdom, the griot stories of olden days and, and how things once were in order to compare to how they are and perhaps, perhaps, perhaps if it's true that history repeats itself, if that's a true phrase, then I would have to say perhaps someday we'll be able to get back to some of those good natural rhythms that we all once enjoyed, that we all once enjoyed. 
All right. So uh, peace and grace. Once again, you are listening to 95.3 FM WHGE. We are your black owned, black operated news information, journalism uh, and advocacy and education station in the state of Delaware. We do ask for your support. Please feel free to show us your love and support. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend uh, to listen in. I'm personally asking for your support to listen in every Wednesday at 4, uh, from 4 p.m. to 5, every Saturday from 1 until 2. Now, I'm here a little early again today on this Saturday simply because I honor my brother friend and yours, Timeless Thomas and Big Deezy, right? We know Big Deezy uh, and Timeless Thomas, who is normally here from 12 p.m. until 1, right after Pat Gibbs and No Saroma. Uh, but uh, right now, Timeless Thomas is on a retreat out of state, and he is uh, moving forward on his journey. And so this time slot is available a few minutes early. And so for him, for him, in honor of his journey, I'm here just 10, 15 minutes early, uh, taking up some of his time for his listeners to know that he is still with us in spirit. He simply is on a retreat, a regeneration, renewal of his spirit and his soul. And he will be returning to us as soon as that uh, process has been completed. We love you, Timeless Thomas. Big Deezy, we send you love and support, my brother, my dear friend, my comrade. And so uh, normally I am one until two. That's when you'll find me here, 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Following me, it should be every other Saturday, which I believe is today, uh, we're going to be graced by uh, Dr. Kalichi. And, uh, of course, Kevin, Kevin Coleman. So they should be joining us at just about 2 o'clock p.m. today. So you want to stay locked in for that. And, of course, every day, every day at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, you will listen to the great historian himself, as well as the manager for WHGE, manager, uh, creator, and author of this radio station, the one and only Dr. Mr. Harmon Carey. Uh, we appreciate him so much. And that's at 5, 6 o'clock p.m., where he gives you a host of information of our greatness of the past that is still in our genealogy today. We still carry the greatness of our ancestors today inside of us. As long as we can think about them, learn from them, and move forward in the spirit of their greatness, we too are keeping them alive and showing our personal greatness. Okay, so that's my two cents in that cookie jar for today. And, uh, you know, I just want to, you know, as I stated, I'm not going to keep you all day. It's a beautiful day here in Wilmington. The Christmas tree has been lit, marking the, the beginning of the Christmas celebration, uh, the time where Americans uh, and perhaps people all over the world will celebrate the day that was chosen uh, to honor the birth of the baby in the manger who would grow up, who would grow up from those days and do amazing things 
amazing things for all of his people. And so we give honor and respect to that brother for his sacrifice. And most importantly, we give thanks and praise to the almighty divine that created him and gave him to us in the human form. We thank you so much, uh, giving thanks and praise. Hallelujah. Right. So uh, keeping in line with our story and our history, peace and grace. Uh, let's see. I've got Victor. Hey, no Saromas out there. Peace and grace. Dundada is hard work to this thing, baby. It's hard work to this thing. Uh, Ronald Dwayne Handy. Hey, what's up, baby? How you doing? It's so good to see you chime in today. I don't see you very often, but I'm so happy that you chimed in today. Uh, who else is with us? Ronnie James. Peace and grace, Ronnie. How are you? And all of the other viewing audience, all of my comrades, my friends, my family. I love you guys. Uh, yes, peace and grace. Peace and grace. I love y'all. Thank you so much. You are my comrades. You are my friends. And I do appreciate you uh, a thousand percent tremendously. So uh, moving on to the very final portion of my show. I know we're just now hitting the one o'clock hour. And again, as I stated, I'm not going to hold you all day long, uh, not even for an entire hour. I just wanted to get some important and pertinent information to you. But I wanted to share something on a more personal uh, and uh, risk-taking intimate level with you. But first, I've got to preface it by saying this. How many folks out there uh, listening to the sound of my voice, how many people out there have ever read that book? Uh, they call it the Bible. If you've ever read the book called the Bible, uh, just stop and think about the stories of the Bible. The stories of the Bible are fascinating. Uh, they always send a message. They have a message to convey. And many of them have more than one message to convey if you really are paying attention and the spirit of discernment is on you, you'll see there might be two or three messages in one story. But I want to bring to your attention today the story, because I'm going to make a point, so stick with me here, right? The story, how many of us who have read the Bible, uh, amazing book, absolutely amazing book, how many of us have read the Bible and we familiarized ourselves with the story of Moses? How many people, you know Moses, the story about Moses, right? That's the guy that went against the Pharaoh, okay? Uh, how many people are familiar of the story about the gentleman named Saul who met an ass on the road to Damascus and became Paul? Have you ever heard of that story? Did you read it? Okay, how's, try this one, this story. The story of Rahab, the prostitute who was able to use her skills <laughs> as a prostitute in order to gather information as a spy in order to do some of other amazing things for the divine working of Almighty uh, Divine, right? That's how the story goes. She's a prostitute who used her skills to get information for the good of the good. Okay, so if you've ever read any of those three stories, uh, then you already know the road that I'm on. If you've never read those stories, please take the time to delight yourself with the messages of those three stories. They're three fascinating stories. 
But if you look at each person, Moses, Saul to Paul, we'll call him Paul, and then Rahab, each of these three people were absolutely scandalous, scandalous scoundrels. They, two of them, were murderers. They were absolute murderers. And I'm not saying they didn't have a good cause to be murderers. If you read the story, you'll see why they murdered. Uh, and then maybe perhaps one of them really didn't have a good reason at all, other than he was just confused and all messed up in his brain. So he was just going around murdering Christians, right? But all three of these people, we would have considered as scandals, just scoundrels, Scandalous scoundrels, a prostitute, right, and two murderers. These two, three people, what I found interesting about each one of their stories, because they really each did something amazing that worked for the greater good of the bigger picture. But before they did those great and amazing things, they had to be a little word called converted. They were converted from Saul who killed Christians only because of his prejudice uh, thoughts about them. And he was converted into Paul who became one of the greatest authors of this amazing book we call the Bible. Paul wrote a lot of it. And did some other amazing things. He was blinded at one point uh, on this road to Damascus. He met a donkey, an ass that spoke to him and definitely caught his attention. Because I would, it would catch my attention. If I'm on my way somewhere and an ass starts talking to me, yeah, I'm going to pay attention. I want to hear what you got to say. I really do. Right? But it's, it's metaphoric for what happened. And then we have Moses, most everyone, even our Muslim brothers and sisters know the story of Moses. Moses was the Pharaoh, was the king, the, the prince, and his mother put him in a basket. He went down the Nile and another woman found him and raised him. He was the prince of Egypt and all of these great things. But then uh, he killed somebody because they were beating up on the slaves and he killed them. So he was rushed and ran and hid out of the, out of the, uh, out of the kingdom of Egypt, right? And, you know, some other things took place in Moses' life eventually. He was converted to become the man with the staff, a gift given to him directly, according to the story, directly from God Almighty. God gave him a staff, that a stick, a piece of tree that did some amazing things when he used it properly. And he whooped Pharaoh's tail. In the story, you got to read the story of Moses. It's an amazing story. And there's so many little stories in the big story. And again, as I've stated, Rahab, Rahab, the prostitute who used her prostitution skills to gather information as a spy and report that information back. If I'm not mistaken, she gave it to Joshua or whoever was in Joshua's camp. So that they were able to do what they needed to do to win the battle. Right? You win the battle, you win the war. Each of those three people were scandalous scoundrels. 
But once almighty divine God, by whatever name we're going to use today, something greater than themselves converted them, it changed their lives. It started on the inside of each one of them. They all had to go through a process until their conversion was complete. And now they were ready to be obedient to that same thing that had converted them and changed them into something greater. We wouldn't even maybe, who knows that we would even know Moses. Who's to say that Rahab would ever have her name in this book if it weren't for her contribution to the good? God took the worst, some of the most scandalous scoundrels of human people and turned them, converted them, to do his work and his will, his, her work and his, her will, right? I don't put God in a box to be just him. I understand we use him from the English vernacular. However, I believe God is bigger than any one particular sex, uh, but, you know, has no color, no shape, no form, just is, but can take shape and form at will. Right. Which is the story we uh, read about when we read this book. We read the story of how that happens with the baby born in the manger who later then grows up to do some amazing things and sac make sacrifices. The point that I'm making to you, ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Here it is. I run my mouth too much, but here's the point I'm trying to make. And I, I have to explain things because some people, I just have to explain it entirely so they comprehend where I'm going with the story. For those of you who got it, you got it. For those of you who are just getting it, that's great too. Here's the point, the moral of the whole story. God took the worst, converted it into some of the best. In order to do God's work and God's will. Now we as human beings may have judged the killers, the murderers, and the prostitutes and the whatever else's in this world. We will judge them. But do not think for one second that the divine almighty God that keeps these planets running around up here in the omniverse doesn't have the power and authority to take your life and turn it around, convert it into something that works for the greater good and can do that to anybody that he chooses to do it to at any time that he chooses to do it. So don't judge. Don't be so quick to judge the murderers and the thieves uh, and, and the prostitutes and so many other, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there was a character who was on a cross with the brother who grew up from the baby to major. This brother grew up and had a thief on a cross next to him, according to the story, who at the last minute asked for forgiveness and believed. And because of that, according to the Bible story, that person is sitting in the glory of heaven and the, the almighty God to this day. Isn't that awesome? The point and the moral of the story is don't judge people based on just what they do. You got to look at people based on how God looks at people. Because God can take a dirty, scandalous, scoundrelous vessel and turn it into something just as clean and use it as a conduit 
for his almighty divine will. Ladies and gentlemen, in closing, I'll say this. When I was in high school, I was a troubled young lady. I had come from an abusive stepfather that I have literally seen him put my mother's head under the kitchen sink with a knife to her throat because his dinner was cold by the time he got home. And that's just one story of many I could tell you. At 13, 14 years old, staying home, playing hooky from school, uh, got me into a real bad situation with three boys and myself alone in a warehouse. The police came and uh, all kinds of, you know, I had to go to court and it was, it was just a shenanigan. But these are the traumas that can happen to a person that makes a person act and behave in certain, certain ways. It wasn't until I was about 15, 16 years old that I would receive counseling by the grace of God. My mother knew to get me some counseling and I did that and uh, meeting a teacher who saw right through my wayward ways and saw something greater in me than what all of the other people in the school and the outside saw in me. Miss Lois Watson, I love her. God rest her soul. The teacher that saw something greater in me, coupled with the counseling that I was in, helped to straighten me out from some of my wayward ways. Oh, I was full of shenanigans in high school, ladies and gentlemen, absolutely guilty absolutely guilty of being a scandalous scoundrel in high school. I was ornery, got caught smoking marijuana in the bathroom. And when the teacher called me, I whooped the teacher's ass and ran out to school, got kicked out to school. Oh my God, just all kinds of things. I was, I was troubled, traumatized, scandalous. I was a scoundrel, but then God, something we call God greater than myself, put this little teacher in my pathway, gave my mom the good sense to know she needs counseling for what had happened to her with the three boys in the warehouse. I never hookied school again. I learned that lesson. I never, ever hookied school again. Traumatized. So counseling and a teacher who could see through my uh, dysfunction, Saved my life and converted me, changed me. Now, you know, some people convert faster than others. I'm not saying I was instantly perfect. No, just like Moses, there was a process of the conversion. Just like Saul to Paul, there was a process of the conversion. But at some point... You get it and it clicks and you see the truth and you realize that you no longer want to do what you used to do because you're on a new path to do something better. So yes, God will take the worst of us and turn us into the best for his own glory. Don't be so quick to judge, ladies and gentlemen. God can take the worst 
and turn it into the best. So when you see our little boys and girls uh, running around and doing things uh, that are dysfunctional, stop and think for a moment. Perhaps, perhaps they've been traumatized. Something's going on in the household that has traumatized them. They need your help. They need your compassion, your, your, your understanding, your care. Be that one person like that little teacher was for me and see through their dysfunction and see the greatness that hides right inside of them. Because guess what? When you do that, you are looking at human beings through the lens of almighty divine God. You are looking at human beings through the lens of almighty divine God. Don't be so quick to judge. Leave the judgment up to that which is greater than yourself. Because God can take a prostitute, a murderer, a racist, judgmental murderer, killing Christians just because they were Christians. And he can take a murderer, uh, a prince of Egypt, and turn them into amazing human beings. He can take a wayward child, traumatized, and turn it into a strong and powerful advocate for change. Remember that. As we move forward in this day and every day forward, do not underestimate the power of God and what God can do in your life and the life of our children growing up. But he does it through us. So open up and be willing to be that person to see through the dysfunction and the trauma and see the greatness in the person. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. I appreciate your energy and I love you for it. Be sure to love yourselves, but love each other. Karma's real. And as you judge other people, you're throwing the boomerang. It's going to come back. And usually it picks up speed. So by the time it gets back to you, baby, it's full force. Judge not, least ye be judged. I'm Rochelle Wilson for WHGE 95.3 FM, your Black-owned radio station. Support small Black-owned businesses today and every day, ladies and gentlemen. And be sure, Tuesday and every day from now until Tuesday, you give, you share, you connect, give, donate, give, and help others. Take care. And God bless. Peace and grace. I'm so glad you were here, um, Handy. What's up, man? You my peoples. Uh, we go way back. We go way back, way back to those high school days, right? We're as well as shenanigans. Uh, but I pray that all of you are doing well. Thank you so much for chiming in. I hope that today's message, I hope that it hit home and made an impact on your life. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Peace and grace.